Hey guys, I got some exciting news to share with you. New Amazing Trends. That's right. New Amazing Trends is a leading seller of the most innovative, most advanced, most revolutionary products out there. They constantly strive to bring you the very best products the world has to offer at the best prices. Now the thing about this is, this website has new trends every single week. For example, about a month ago, I bought some whitening toothpaste on there that I was really happy with. And they, it, it, that week, they had toothpaste, they had those LED light things, they had all kind of whitening strips, things like that. And then they'll shift to like beauty products for women, things for kids, things for around the house, things that you really can't get anywhere else. And you got them at the best prices that you can possibly get them at. I'm telling you, all you got to do is go to newamazingtrends.com. This week, they're featuring household items, you know, things like automatic soap dispensers, you know, like windshield covers, but, you know, like like good ones, not like ones you'll get in, like, Walmart, cheap plastic crap. I'm talking real stuff. So you can grab something for the house, and when you get to check out, you can grab something for uh, your little skippies. Again, go to newamazingtrends.com. All of these products are already heavily discounted, and you want to save another 10%? Just type in the promo code CHRISTIAN12672 at checkout. Get another 10% off. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-12672. Make sure you're checking this website out frequently because their offers change every single week. New trends every week. New amazing trends. Join the future. Full future. Half the cost. Newamazingtrends.com. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. And welcome to Season 2. It's a big one, huh? Uh, season 1 finally in the books, and I really hope you guys enjoyed the best of Season 1 as much as I did making it. And I also appreciate the people who you know, reached out and gave their suggestions because uh, you know a lot of them actually did make the cut. Um, and it, it was a lot of fun to make. So, uh, probably just have to start here with some quick breaking news. As you can see, uh, I'm flying solo again today. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to the the close of last week's episode, I told you Tony Alosi was going to be kicking off season two with us, but unfortunately, he has tested positive for COVID, so he will not be with us. <laughs> Uh, so here's here's what I'm going to do from now on because this that's the third time that in a close I said that oh he's going to be with us next week and for for one reason or another it didn't happen so what I'm going to do is I'm not going to say shit when it's coming and it's just gonna, you're going to hit you'll you'll press play and it'll be you know surprised you know you know he's here so uh, I I'm sure everybody is uh, glad to get 2021 out of the way because it was just a fucking shit year and I thought. I've honestly thought the 2020 couldn't be topped, you know, and it's it's pretty fucking close. You know, a lot of, a lot of bad shit happened. So, also, you know, 2021 had to give the final fuck you, you know, get it cramming in at the last minute and have have Betty White die, right? And then and then obviously, you know, John Madden. Paulie won't see him no more. Um, both, you know, again, I've I've said this a million times. None of us are getting out of here alive, and it, it's neither one were a shock to me. I mean, she was 99 years old. Everybody posting on Facebook, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. It's like, what the fuck, 99? What, what do you think? She, she's going to live to 113 or you're going to live forever? 
You know, and John Madden was 85. You know, like sooner or later, you, you know, what I mean? it's it's, it's going to happen. It's not like they got hit by a bus at 24. That, like, that's a shocker, you know. Anyway, how was everybody's New Year's Eve? Did everybody go out and go to a party or did you listen to Dr. Fauci and say you can't go anywhere? You know, if you would have told me 20 years ago that I wouldn't be going out on New Year's Eve anymore at a certain age, I would I would have told you you're fucking crazy. But I'll tell you, I haven't been out on New Year's Eve in probably, Christ, it's been at least a decade. And you know what? I love every minute of it because I hated the stress of New Year's. It used to be my favorite day of the year. Now it's like my least favorite day of the year. Because, like, when I was in my early 20s, like, you know, when it was first getting into, like, bar days, I started, you know, me and my friends started planning New Year's in, like, November. You know, looking at, like, all the bars that have, like, those packages. Like, I'm not sure if they still do that anymore. They probably do, but it, it's kind of like, yeah, you pay a hundred bucks, you know, you get an open bar all night, you get, you know, all you can eat, champagne toast at midnight, the whole fucking bit, right? Um, but the problem was you always had to buy those tickets in advance. I don't know if that's the same way anymore, but it was always a gamble because like, what if you bought the tickets and then you go in and there's fucking seven people in there? I'm sorry, I ruined your New Year's Eve party, Lieutenant Diane. Like then what do you do? And and no matter what you did, even if you came up with the, with the best plan ever, right what happens you get there and you always felt like you could be doing something better like it never felt good enough because of all the hype that you that you brought it up to be you know and really what what's the difference what is the difference between new year's eve and any other night believe it or not thanksgiving eve back in that day was the best that was the best night to go out and party but what is the difference between you know january 1st and september 12th the only difference is you say yay at midnight and everybody makes a huge fucking deal out of it, you know? And then kind of like I said on this show last year at this time, you know, now you can, now now we're going to be scrolling down Facebook and like a meme I posted last year, it's, you know, like now it's time for the new year, new me bullshit. Well, I'm just here to let you know that I'm going to be the same lovable asshole that I've always been. <laughs> You guys can go and do that. Some of the shit people share on Facebook, you know, it's like sometimes you should just keep your fucking mouth shut, you know, because you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Like, I can't tell you how many, how many, how many posts I've seen so far that say like, you know, like, oh, 2022, it's going to be my year. It's just going to be my year. I'm going to, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to keep toxic people out of my life. I'm going to, yeah, okay, okay. Have fun with that for three weeks. Before, before you go back and do and do something else. You know, like meaning like just fall right the fuck off. I mean, you know, again, I, I said this last year as well. If you're waiting for a calendar date to make fundamental changes in your life, then fundamentally you're the problem. You know what I mean? Like usually, like the, the ones that stick, the resolutions that actually stick are the ones that like are, they, 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 they come up out of frustration and it's not on New Year's Day. Like somebody steps on the scale on like May 12th. And they're like, that's it. I can't fucking take this anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being serious about this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And usually that's, those are the ones that stick. New Year's resolutions are all bullshit. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, with, with the best of being last week, I ha- I've been sitting on this one for like two weeks since the, the last live episode, because I, you know, I always like to keep it an hour and, you know, I ran out of time and I, I, I couldn't share this one with you, but it's centered around reality tv now 
the first reality show that there actually was was the real world on MTV, right? And and before I even get into that, you know, the reason why reality TV is what it is now and like all the different versions of it and and everything like that, like, you know, the Kardashians and fucking Joe Millionaire and all this other bullshit, right? The only reason why reality TV show is exists was because of Seinfeld and Friends. Like take Seinfeld for example, you know what I mean? Like the four main characters made a million dollars each per episode. And on network TV, a season is 24 episodes. So that means like just between your your four main actors, you're paying out $96 million for the season, not to mention production and the rest of the cast and, and, and wardrobe and all that nonsense. So they said, like, you know what? Fuck this. You know, let's just get people that, that are scrubs. Like, they're just regular everyday people, and, and we'll, we'll, make, we'll take that and run with it. I mean, think about it. Like the show Survivor. Survivor, you... One million dollars plus production, and however much, however much you got to pay that jerk off Jeff Probst, but it's exponentially less, you know, than what you do for that. So yeah, so I remember like I watched the first year of the Real World, and like back then, like oh my god, everybody watched it because it was like the newest thing. Reality TV wasn't a thing, and then after like season three or four, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, this there's no way this shit's happening, and then you find out it's all scripted, and every reality show is scripted. I'd hate to break it to you. <laughs> But, like, same thing with, like, Survivor. I watched that for a couple seasons, and it's like, now you know. Like, when they cast for that show, they already have the winner picked out. You know? So it kind of loses its zip. But anyway, my my weeknight routine is is pretty pretty consistent. Like, you know, after I log out of work, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go, you know, grab dinner or make dinner, whatever I'm doing that night. And then I, uh, I like to watch Jeopardy! Because... Like, when I was younger, if, if the subjects on Jeopardy weren't sports, music, or movies, which they rarely were, I wasn't answering shit. But now I find myself like, damn, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I watch that, and I enjoy it. And then um, I will retire to the balcony for some, you know, for some adult beverages and just hang out. So when I do that, I just leave the TV on. And when I'm when I'm coming in, you know, like to either go to the bathroom or refill my drink or whatever it is, you know, whatever's on ABC is on because it's like, you know, I don't change the channel after Jeopardy. I just go out, right? So I happened to see, and for some reason I paused and I happened to see it was like the Bachelorette, you know, where where all the dudes are trying to, you know, like marry the bitch. And it, for some reason it, it, it caught my eye and made me stop because they, they were down to like the final three, right? Now, of course it's scripted, but I'm just, you know, where I'm about to go here is just picturing it unscripted. There's three dudes, and they and they looked like triplets. It was like they were they were all chiseled and well dressed and well manicured and like you know handsome as all hell, and they all looked exactly alike. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know. So apparently, when you get to the last three on the Bachelorette, it's time to do the overnight dates. Now that's where it falls apart for me. Like if I if I was on that show and it, and it was actually real and not scripted, and they say like, okay, it's time for the overnight dates, I'm like, nah, nah, I'm gonna dip. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm out. I, you know, because there's no there's she's taking all three of those dicks. Okay, <laughs> let's just let's just put that one right up on the fucking table. What if you draw number three? Imagine that. Oh, it's time for our overnight date. Oh, great! I get to taste two dicks and fucking throw a hot dog down a hallway. Where do I sign up? You know, I I just can't do it. And even if you do, like even if you do draw number one, it it it's a recipe for disaster. Like if you really did get married after the show, but you know what I mean. Let's just let's just think about that for a second. You know, 
So you know that that happens, and it, so the the, uh, the the first date, okay, the woman's like looking over a pier, like onto a lake, and the guy comes up behind her, and he's like, "Yo, what's up?" And she turns around and runs to him, jumps in his arms, wraps her legs around him, and starts making out with him. I'm like, and she's doing that with two more dudes. So anyway, I'm watching Jeopardy later in the week, and and I see, um, you know, a, a commercial for the last episode. And the girl's crying in the in the preview, and she's like, "I don't know what to do. I'm so torn. I am so in love with you both. I don't know what to do." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "So, so let me see if I got this straight. Like, that 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 whoever marries her, it's going to be over before it fucking starts. Like, you got to all right. So, say you get married the next week. You know, she's walking down the aisle, and the only thing you're thinking while you're watching her walk down the aisle is like, she just had two other dicks in her." I can't buy a pack of smokes without running into nine guys you fucked. <laughs> no less than a week ago. <laughs> oh my god. And not only that, like when she's when when she picks the winner, does she automatically fall out of love with the other guy that she was in love with? How does that work? You know, and you don't think you don't think that when you when you you know, uh, when you were actually married and you start fighting like four to five months down the line, you don't think she's gonna be sliding in that dude's DMs? You know what I mean? It's 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 just a setup for fucking failure. You know what I mean? Multiple dicks, and she's in love with somebody else, and we're gonna go get married. <laughs> you know, and it got me to thinking because I was reading an article um, about that. Uh, there was a, there was an article about a woman that was on that ninety day fiance, and I, I think it, like that's I think that the premise of that show is, I think you live with somebody like engaged for 90 days or whatever it is and and i guess you know if you make it out of that you, i don't know i think that's how it works i don't really watch any of that nonsense but so, so there's a fucking there's a uh there's an article about this woman okay and i don't even know how she found this out but when i read this if i immediately said to myself i am in the wrong business i'm in the wrong line of work you ready for this a past contestant on that show sells her farts in a jar online yeah and that's the that's where i always say that like the internet is a dangerous place because it's like before the internet if you were a guy that said like you know i wish somebody would just fart in a jar and sell it to me he would think he's the only person on the planet that 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 actually you know feels like does that shit but then you go on the internet and you find 3753 other people that do the same fucking shit and I knew, I always knew that there was like a fetish for that kind of stuff because like, um, like I, I was, I was a big fan of that show on Netflix, Orange is the New Black. And I know that I'm in the minority as a male for that show. And I really don't understand why guys didn't get into that show because it was, it was a good fucking show. And there's one season where this lingerie company comes in and they, uh, and they, and like they, they use the, the prisoners for, you know, for cheap labor. And what they started doing was they started stealing the underwear. They would wear it for like a week and not shower and then sell it online. And it became like an empire business for them. And, you know, so I knew there was always that fetish for that. But like when I kept on scrolling to read the process, okay, so she says, like, I fart in jars and she's like, I like to brand my fart. So I, 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 I create my own brand for the fart. So what I do is I fart in the jar and I close the jar, put it in a box, and I take a rose petal and I spray my perfume on it, my scent. So it's it's a branded fart. Well, everyone likes their own brand, don't they? This is magic. <laughs> I'm, like, 
I'm like, who came up with that gem? You're going to brand yourself. Like, don't brand yourself. Brand your fucking fart. You know what I'm saying? So I keep on scrolling down. And she goes, yeah, I've been doing it for three months. And so far, uh, I've, I've got 97. I sold 97 farts. 97 farts. Right? Then, then I keep scrolling down. And she sells these farts for $1,000 a piece. And then, and then I, I just started going down all these rabbit holes. I thought to myself, I'm like, who the fuck would pay $1,000 to fucking smell a fart, number one? And number two, like, let's think about this. I mean, the fart has to be... <laughs> The fart has to have been a little bit diluted by the time, I mean, but but it's it's going to stay in a jar and travel. It's a traveling fart. It's going to last. Like, think about that for a second. You know what I mean? Like, how how long does a fart last in real life? Ten seconds, and you're paying a thousand dollars for that, right? Just to just to just to open up the jar and get a little, and that's it for a thousand bucks. Boom. You know, I, I I'm I'm like I am in the wrong fucking business. You know, so let's break this down. All right, we're going to break this down from manufacturing to packaging to shipping, on on what she she makes. So so, so let's see how long does a fart take? <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe I'm saying this. How long does a fart take? A, ha- a half a second, right? And you got to you, you know you don't want that any of that fart to get out of the jar. So you got to you have to put that lid on immediately, right? So a half a second for the fart, and then, you know, by the time you, you, you screw it shut, put it in the box, you know, spray the rose petal, put it in the thing, shut it, tape it, label it. Let's just say it costs you two minutes per fart, okay? <laughs> 97 times. We'll round that up to 100 times. So it's costing you 200 minutes, which is three hours and 20 minutes. So you're trying to tell me in three hours and 20 minutes of your time, you made $97,000 just to fart. And I'm working 40 hours a fucking week, right, to, to, to not make that much. I'm in the wrong fucking business. So here's, and I want, listen, I, I'm, I'm, an, I, I'm an equal opportunity farter. I would want every one of you guys out there to do the same thing that I'm going to do. You ready for this? See, the guys with those fucking fetishes, right, they, they don't really, they don't care if it's really her fart or not. You know what I mean? Like, they, the, the, most of the guys that have fetishes like that, are very submissive because they're like they're basically just like listen i just want to just give me the fart and let me get the fuck out of here like they don't want to be exposed you know they don't want to you know whatever so it's like like they don't have an argument on price or anything like that they just they just want what they want you know and i don't really think that there's women out there that that liked it that that would pay for a fart in a jar (laughs) but here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start a website right and it's gonna be for any celebrity like you send me your celebrity crush i will get you the fart Okay, like I will, I will get my hands on that fart for you for a thousand bucks, and basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to fart in a fucking jar. I'm going to spray the fucking the rose petal with perfume, throw it in a box, and ship it. And I'm going to make ninety seven grand, and I, I invite all of you guys to do that too. <laughs> oh my god, like what is this world fucking coming to? When you know when when it comes to that shit, like I I just don't I don't I don't I don't understand. My mind is is blown. By, by that whole fucking thing. I just don't get it. But you know what I say? Humanity, though, right? Never ceases to disappoint me and, and simultaneously never ceases to amaze me at the same time. One quick little thing before I uh, before before I break here. Um, I finally got some justice here in Norristown. 
you guys know, I've said it over and over and over and over again. One of, one of my most biggest pet peeves, the thing I hate the most, are the dirt bikes, the ATVs, the loud mufflers, like, and the, and just the volume of of the number of vehicles that actually have that around here. It's like a thing here, right? I'm sitting on the balcony, and it was like eleven o'clock at night, and this fucking kid comes flying through the thing with a fucking dirt bike, right, to the four way where I live. And he must have got like, and I'm, you know, once that happens, I'm furious. You know, I'm already infuriated. He's about three doors down, right? He gets about three doors down, and the fucking dirt bike broke down. And I was like, fucking yes. No, I mean, now no, that's, you know, that's justice. I, I, I prefer they get hit by a bus, but, you know, you can't, you can't have it all. So he's, he's like trying to kickstart. I'm like, please don't start. Please don't start. You know, I, I hope this kid's like fucking three miles away from his house. So he's got to walk that thing all the way home. Because, they're you know, they're not like walking a bicycle. Like those things have some fucking weight to them. You know, so finally he gave up and he started walking it. Um, and, and so I let out, I let out really loud so you can hear me. I let out a, <laughs> you know, and I know he heard me because he turned around and looked. Um, but the, the, the cherry on top was it started fucking raining. I fucking loved it. I'm watching this kid push his fucking loud ass dicked up fucking dirt bike down the street. And I, I, like I said, I hope he was fucking far away. Oh my God. But, um. Uh, as, as always, I got a lot more to get to, and I'm up against a break here. So, um, you know, some funny stuff, as always, on the other side. So keep it locked right here on the C-Rod podcast. Back after this. Hey, guys, you got a home improvement job that you've just been putting off that you need to get done? For fear of maybe like you don't have the right materials, you don't got the DIY to be able to do it yourself, you don't have the manpower to do it, then look no further. My buddy Chris Jackson at C. Jackson Contractors, he's got you covered. That's right. I've known Chris for about 15 years now, and I got to tell you, I knew right then that that guy was going to be at the top of his field once he got involved and got things rolling. You know how I know? We would be hanging out on the weekends in the summertime, drinking beers, playing wiffle ball, throwing horseshoes, having barbecues, you know, as the guys do. And I would always look around, and Chris wasn't there. I go, "Hey, where's Chris at?" Like, "Oh yeah, he's uh he's remodeling a kitchen for somebody. He's doing a side job." He would do that on Saturday and Sunday. He worked 50, 60 hours a week on his job. Then he would come out and do side jobs on the weekend. And I'm talking about second to none, top quality, unbelievable craftsmanship. This stuff will blow your mind. All you gotta do is go to his website at cjacksoncontractors.com just to see what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm talking. This guy's got. Custom design, general and custom carpentry, building cabinetry, handmade tables and benches. Those are really high-end, too. High-end home bars, elegant staircases, anything that you can dream up. If this, it's Chris's dream to make your dream come true, right? One call to Chris, and he's basically going to weed out all those shady contractors who are going to do a shitty job and overcharge you. When you, get, when you get Chris Jackson, you know exactly what you're paying for because you are going to get top quality, top shelf experience. Trust me, I guarantee it. So, again, oh, by the way, this guy took a house in Fox Chase, his house that he lives in now. This thing was almost at the point of being condemned, and he turned it into a modern-day cathedral. This guy is brilliant, he's talented, he's hardworking, and he's a class act. You got to go check out my buddy, Action Jackson, Chris Jackson. Call Chris, cjacksoncontractors.com. Tell him I sent you.
Hi, back with more of the Sea Ride Podcast, and I am so pissed off. <laughs> Remember how I was telling you guys uh, a couple episodes ago that um, behind the scenes of this podcast, something always goes wrong, like it can never go smooth. As a matter of fact, the only time it actually went smooth with no hiccups was um, was last week for the best of, and then it was brought to my attention. And thank God, this this uh, my friend Chuck is a uh, is is a loyal listener of the show, and uh, he's, actually, as a matter of fact, he's a loyal dude just in general, like just in in real life, you know. And and he was somebody I was talking talk, talk, uh, saying a couple a uh, couple weeks ago that like you know life just gets in the way. People have kids, people get married, and the, you know you go your separate ways and whatever. But he brought it to my attention, right? I had like five or six segments for that best of that were, you know, 20-minute segments each. And I uploaded them all and and made sure that they all played because um, there was one episode one time where one segment just disappeared on the platform. And and I had to go back and like fix it. But he brought it to my attention. He, you know, the day after the, the best of came out, he, you know, sent me a message like, yo, dude, I think there's a segment missing because, you know, you were going to, you know, go tell a story about your dad. And then it just came into like the middle of the Comcast story. And I was like, what? So I went back, lo and behold, and, um, you know, there, there was the, the file just disappeared. And I'm like, God damn it. You know, so I had to go and remix it and remaster it. That took like 40 minutes and I had to go put it back on. So it, it happened, you know, like that's the second time that it's happened. Now, this very segment, Okay, it's again, it's 20 minutes to talk it, another probably half hour to find the drops, add the drops, another 20 minutes and mix it down, another 20 minutes to master it, right? So I, I talk through the whole entire fucking thing, right? Go back, add all the drops in. There, there wasn't many in, in this segment, thank God, but still, I mean, it still cost me about 20 minutes, half hour. Mix the whole thing down, all right? I get about 10 minutes into the, to the master track, and my fucking power goes out, which normally on this interface, I should see like it it, 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 if it shuts off like that automatically it should take you to the last thing you did which was mixed down but i i guess the whole thing got lost so i'm doing this whole fucking segment again so it's going to cost me another hour and a half the things i do for you guys (laughs) anyway um i did i came in with the rolling stones in this segment and i and i did it for a reason because i read an article last week right now you remember i was telling you guys about like like this current generation, they have have absolutely zero interest in anything that happened before the day they were born. Because it's like, ew, ew, it's old, it's it's old, ew. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to that. Or you know, I mean, I'm like, yeah, man, you guys are missing, you're missing out, you know? Because like everything that was before me, like I told you before, I, I I just can't get enough of it. So he was Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones, now the two most famous bands in the world. Okay, um, you know, as far as like album sales wise and just overall popularity, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. You know, they're considered the two greatest bands of all time. And so Mick Jagger, right? He's in a bar in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he was sitting there drinking alone because nobody recognized him. Not one person recognized him. That just blows my mind. It blows my mind that this is where we're at. (laughs) This is where we're at in life where the Rolling Stones are not recognizable in public. Now, I do understand, like, these front men that are, that are from these bands, you know, they, they still, like, dress, like, and look like the like the cool mom that lets the kids drink in her basement, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have you seen Steven Tyler lately? Jesus Christ, like, what is he doing, you know? I think he's like 75 years old. Well, anyway, I just found that to be uh, just crazy. I found it to be crazy. Uh, before I get started uh, in the segment two, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody out there like has has Netflix, right? Like if you don't get a bunch of streaming services, that's one thing. But I do think the baseline is that everybody probably has Netflix, I would imagine. If you haven't seen the movie Don't Look Up yet, go give it a look. Okay, because I'm, I'm telling you, like this this movie was so brilliant, and it's basically it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, and a lot of other people. It's a star-studded cast, and um, they're two astronomers, and they discover a comet that is you know headed directly towards Earth, and it's going to hit in six months. It'll be like an extinction-level event, right? But the writer the writer was so brilliant. He and the director they used that story as a vehicle to show us exactly how fucking stupid we are as a society like how dumb and and how how superficial and how we fall for propaganda all the time right and they show it in the white house and they show it on the media and they show it in just on just the street it was brilliantly done i mean if you all right so Keep that in mind when you go see it. It's actually, if you know, for a movie that's going to be about the end of the world, it's actually funny as shit. Like, it's a dark comedy. And um, the way that he used that as a vehicle just to show us exactly how dumb we are, I thought I thought was absolutely brilliant. Now, if you've seen the movie and you didn't look at it that way, go back and look at it now that I just said that. Because it's 1,000% true. And then, if you haven't seen it yet, go into it with that mindset and you'll enjoy it even more. It's such a good movie. I'm probably going to watch it again pretty soon because it was it was just it was fucking awesome. Um. Anyway, so Christmas Eve, okay. Christmas Eve, I was I I wanted to you know I told you I I went to my dad's uh, girlfriend's son's house uh, for Christmas and hung out with that you know with that whole side of the family and I uh, I wanted to go to the state store and get you know the day before and get a couple bottles of wine to bring because it's like you know somebody invites you to a dinner or like a or, or christmas or a party or something like that i mean it's one thing if somebody you know invites you just to hang out but if they're inviting you to something like a little more formal and that just don't show up empty-handed you know so it was the day before christmas eve and i'm dry you know i, I go I'm, I'm driving by the state store i was already out so i'm like i'll just stop on the way home and grab these two bottles of wine right so I get to the state store, and the entire parking lot was taken. There was not one parking spot. Now, this isn't for, it was a strip mall, but the place next door to it was like that furniture store I was telling you guys about, that outdoor lawn furniture store, and they're closed at this time of the year. So every car in that parking lot was for the state store. Now, I just said to myself, I ain't fucking dealing with that. I'm I'm not dealing with this. Like, I'm not going to go in there and wait in line for fucking 50 minutes. I'll just go tomorrow. Because, you know, the ring-out process at a state store is a little bit different than others. Like, their POS systems just take longer. And then and then they always make you wait for the fucking receipt. Like, what's with the, what's with the receipt? Seriously. Like, what, what am I going to do with receipt for a, a bottle of wine? You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do, return it? You know, like, give me a receipt for, like, a car or clothes or something like that, like, where I'm going to need it. You know, like, enough with the fucking receipts already, Okay. So anyway, I'm like, fuck this noise, I'm out. So I dip. 
I go home. Next morning, I find out on Christmas Eve, the state store is open. Thank God I can go on my way. And I figured it was really crowded on on December 23rd because people wanted to get ready for Christmas Eve and Christmas. They wanted to get their fucking shit, you know, and be ready for it. So I figured Christmas Eve, it'll be a cakewalk. Now, I pull into the parking lot, and it's the same as it was the, the, the night before. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. You know, and uh, so I'm like, now I'm going to have to sit here in this fucking line, right? So do you remember in the best of last week, I was playing that story um, about the supermarket. Thing. You're a good man. You're a good man. Remember that? In the beginning of the story, I opened that with, I have this uncanny ability, like the Terminator, to spot who the problem is going to be when I, when I go in somewhere. And I'm, I'm usually right 99% of the time. So I walk in. As soon as I walk in, I see the line. And the line went all the way to the back of the store. It made a left, went all the way to the corner of the store, made another left, and then went halfway down another aisle. I was immediately fucking deflated. I'm like, I'm, I might not even make dinner. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I might be late for dinner, let, let, let alone just be late for getting there. You know what I mean? But the line did look longer. And I will say this. There's one, there was one thing that, about the pandemic that, is, that, that was actually good. And, um, and, that's, and that's social distancing. And I don't think that's going away, like, ever. Because it got us to realize, like, you remember before the pandemic? When, like, when, when you stand in line, you would have somebody up your asshole, and then you'd be, like, on the other dude's fucking back. Sorry. Um, so, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, like, that's, it makes the lines look longer, but I'll take that trade. You know, I'll take the longer looking line to, to make sure that nobody's in my asshole. You know what I mean? So I open the door, I walk in, I see that line. I'm like, and, and right away. I look right into the eyes of of this fucking woman that I knew was going to be the problem, okay? She had the Karen starter kit, you know? Like, she had the red ugly sweater that she wore on purpose because it was an ugly Christmas party. <laughs> right? She had the uniform Karen haircut, and she had the, the resting cunt face. And I looked right at her, and she looked right at me, and, I'm, I, I, and like, I, I had to break eye contact because I was already getting pissed. So... I had to head over to where the white wine was, which is actually where she was standing, but I couldn't make like a beeline right there. I had to go around because of the way the line was constructed in the store. It was taken up like, you know, aisles and shit. So I had to like go the long way. You know what I mean? So I go the long way and I get there and she's standing in front of like the whole thing of white wine. And she was standing right in front of the bottle that I needed. And I'm like, (laughs) you know. When you're that person, like if you're in a supermarket, right, and say you're like in the soup aisle and, and you're and you're like right where the, and somebody else needs the soup that you're standing in front of, you can kind of feel them, you know what I mean, like without even looking. Like you can feel someone's waiting and, and so you either speed up or say like, oh, you need to get in here, you know. No, not her. She stood there. She wasn't even really looking at anything. She was just standing there. And I'm sitting there waiting and she sees me fucking waiting. And I'm like, I knew, I knew this bitch was going to be a problem. I fucking knew it. And this is just the beginning, by the way. So finally, I had to say something. I'm like, "Are you? Can I click it in there? Or are you gonna? What are you doing? You know?" And she doesn't say anything. Okay, she doesn't. She didn't say a word. She just shimmied over maybe four inches, which was no of no help to me whatsoever. And I was just like, "All right, you want to be a fucking bitch? I, I can be a dick too." You know? So I kind of like I kind of gave her like a like I I went to go squeeze in, but I you know made it a point to like kind of sh- nudge her. You know what I mean? Grabbed my bottle of wine, and then I went over to the red section and was there for a couple minutes before I picked something out, right? 
So now I'm going ahead to the line, which means I have to go back the long way that I came because I didn't like again, I didn't want to be a dickhead that's going to be walking through the entire line. Like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. I had to go the other way. So I get there and like I'm down halfway down that aisle, right? And my back is to the front of the store because like that's the way the line was headed. So I turned around just to like survey the line with the social distancing and how many people are really in line and it, that, 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 right? As soon as I fucking turn my head, who do I see coming up the fucking aisle? The fucking Karen. I'm like, here we fucking go. Here we fucking go, okay? So she, she everybody else is social distancing. What does she do? She got right up on my fucking ass, okay? Like her tits were in my back. All right, and she was breathing down my fucking neck. Okay, I, 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 to this day, I still don't know how I didn't like catch a case and how she didn't catch an elbow in her fucking temple for what she was doing. Because I don't want, I don't like people in my personal space, you know. So not only, you know, she did the wine fucking thing, wouldn't get out of the way. I knew she was going to be the problem. All right, now her tits are on my back. She's breathing down my neck. And what else was she doing? You guys know me with the fucking misophonia. Okay. She was chewing gum right in my ear. And there's two types of gum chewers in this world, okay? There's the one who chews gum and you have absolutely no idea they even have a piece of gum in their mouth. Or two, the people who fucking make love to their gum. And of course, she was of the latter, okay? So not only were her tits in my back, her breath on my neck, chewing gum in my ear, okay? She was popping the gum, too. And that's where I draw the fucking line. You know what I mean? That, that is where I draw the fucking line. I, was, I, I, I don't know how I stood in line for 15 minutes listening to that gum pop without popping her. Right? So I'm, I'm really... I am, I'm, I'm struggling. I, I'm, I'm in fight-or-flight mode, and... On two different occasions, while she was doing that, I actually turned around and looked at her right in the eye because, you know, we were nose to nose because she was, if I would have stopped too sudden, she would have ended up in my asshole, okay? And I looked at her, like, like didn't say anything because I, I they really didn't want to get into a confrontation in a, in, in a packed liquor store on Christmas Eve, okay? I just wanted to get my shit and go, you know? So I turned around twice and just looked right at her, like, what the fuck, like, with the look on my face, like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? Uh, anyway so finally i'm finally i'm next in line right and uh and and for some reason in the state store the social distancing between the guy second in line and the guy that's actually at the counter is doubled it's like 15 feet but i think it's so you can let people kind of get by who are shopping you know what i mean you just leave that gap so finally i i get up to the register i'm like oh like i i was i was i had to decompress i i was like i was in bad shape you know so i'm i'm sitting there and I stick my card into the fucking terminal, and from 15 feet away, I can still hear her popping that fucking gum. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, who behaves like this in fucking public? And who over the age of 10 pops their fucking gum? This fucking bitch. You know what I mean? So before I left, I made it a point. I turned around, stared right at her again. She looked right back at me. And I kind of like shook my head like a, pfft, like you fucking asshole, and then walked off. But you know, again, they 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 all the air in the room is theirs. They have no idea, or maybe they do, because 
think about it like this. I In the last month, okay, these fine people in Norristown, I swear to God, these people are a different breed. I've had three packages stolen from my front porch in the last month. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, I'm like, dude, if you're going to steal a package, like what? I don't understand that. Like, you don't even know what's in it. Like, what if it's underwear for like a 500 pound man? What, what are you going to do with it? You know what I mean? Like, seriously, I, I just never understood that. Like, and is there no like ethical struggle when you're on your way up to that door to go steal a package that somebody else rightfully paid for? Like, there's no, there's no, like nothing in your mind going like, this is, this is just scumbaggery what I'm doing. Like, they don't even think about that. And then like the Karens, like you, you don't know what an asshole you are. Or you don't know how fucking annoying you are. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> and then I think to myself, I'm like, sometimes, sometimes people do that. Like people get off on it. People actually get off on getting on people's nerves. Now you heard that car go by earlier, right? Like you're like, and again, I know we have, we've had this conversation before. You can't hear the cars. I guarantee you, you heard that one. Okay, so like that really distracts me to the point where I got to stop. But that's another thing. Like that car doesn't need to be that loud. You you modified it to be that loud because you get off on annoying people. And again, you, you do those types of people, you know, the thieves like that, you know, the Karens who 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 knowingly annoy people, the people who modify their cars. I've said this a million times. If I were a dictator, they would be eliminated. You're you're already out. <laughs> I mean, just for like, you know, for, for one fucking thing, you know, and it's it just, I, I just, you know, and again, I'll say it one more time, humanity, you know, never ceases to disappoint me. And that was like, I, I had to ride all the way to my dad's girlfriend's son's house about a half hour. And I, I couldn't, I, I, by the time I pulled up to the driveway, I was finally like getting back to being myself. I was heated from that exchange because like i said like people when people get under my skin like that my fuse is so short and if i have to bottle it up without cracking somebody it takes me a while you know to <laughs> to decompress uh for sure and i i you know that was definitely definitely a situation uh, wh where i did and um you know we should be like china you know china has like that credit they have a credit system i think i have i told you about this before like they have ones twos and threes you know, and like, like you get more privileges, like as, as a three than you do it. So I think I told you about this, this before, but we have to install that. And it has to be part of your entire credit score. Like your credit score is financially and is, is, is half financial and half life, you know, and the shit that you do goes on your permanent record. So if you, you know, if you wear uh, air Jerusalem's with no fucking socks, you know, and you got, and you have hair on your toes that you can fucking braid and you got like a long yellow fucking toenail that can that can cut a fucking new york strip you're a fucking you're 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 a one you know that's what it should be because like obviously people don't know how to behave and that was one of the that was one of the most heated moments that i had without exploding on somebody i think ever in my entire life anyway enough of that uh it's time to dive into the get off my lawn segment for the week so here it is Now, let me just preface this by saying um, I've had enough, like I've had it up to my fucking eye teeth with celebrities trying to tell us how to live, 
okay like who the fuck are you you know what i mean like uh, come out here and like you know oh go get vaccinated and make sure you go vote and make and, and make sure you, you you know uh become a vegan and and do it and live every you know like enough enough with that shit you know what i mean why do what who who are you to come out and give me medical advice or tell me how to diet or tell me like just listen like go make a movie and shut the fuck up okay enough enough of that shit it's, it's really like it's really come on in like the last like year or two really like they're they're just getting obnoxious they're using any way that they can to try to like tell you what to do like like they're better than you like go fuck off okay but the the one the one person of focus here is you you guys know i have my list right um you know i have my list of people i can't stand you know like like cardi b and, and dave portnoy and the island boys and all those fucking assholes now uh, I do have a much longer, I mean, I have a list as long as a CVS receipt with, with, with names on there that I can't stand, but I'm just saying since the podcast started, people that I, I, I've been going after. And my next one is, is that fucking Billy Eilish or Eilish or, or relish or yeah, I don't give a shit. Um, everything that comes out of her mouth is, is fucking dumb as shit. Like how old is she? 12. And she's going to come out here and try and tell me how to live. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why would I? Why would I take any kind of advice from somebody who looks like they haven't showered in a month? You know, and that's another thing too. That's another thing that these these uh, these celebrities are doing. You know, they're telling, "Well, I only shower once a week because we need to save the water." Uh, last time I checked, we're not. There's we're, there's no threat of a water shortage. I mean, we're good on the water supply. Don't fucking worry about it. You know what I mean? And believe me, I think anybody in the world would rather sacrifice the couple gallons of water it takes to take a shower than for you to walk around in public smelling like fucking deep fried cabbage because you haven't showered in two weeks. <laughs> anyway, no, but this Billie Eilish, man, like, first of all, first of all, like, you, you, I don't even know if she's old enough to drive a car and you're going to sit here and give me and, and tell me how to live. You know what I'm saying? Like, she looks like, if you look at her, you know, like sometimes you can just look at somebody and, and can tell that they don't take care of themselves. Like she, first of all, her eyes, like she looks like she's stoned all the time. And she always has that pissed off look on her face. She looks like a 14 year old skater boy who's pissed off at his father. That That's exactly what he, she looks like. Okay. And and she wears the, the, the clothes that are 17 sizes too big. You know what I mean? Like, what, what is, what is your, what is your bit? Like, what is your whole like? And your music is trash. You know what I mean? And and she's gonna go. She's going on Howard Stern and going on all these places, like trying to tell us what we should be doing. Like, uh, no, maybe you should fucking learn how to dress. Maybe take a shower. You know, put down the blunt and maybe make a better product. Maybe you should focus on that as opposed to telling me that I'm wasting water. Fucking cunt bag. You know, and and. Tell me she don't look like this kind of person. Like, <laughs> you know those people? You know those people that fucking, uh, when they go on, like, a vacation or they go to, like, a hotel or, you know, or they're, they're going to go away for a few days, which re require you to bring shit with you. Why do I have the feeling that she, when she travels, she puts all of her shit in a trash bag? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? She just, I don't know. Like, there's everything, everything about her. You know, like everything about it from her facial look to her wardrobe to her, to what comes out of her mouth to just everything. Billie Eilish, shut the fuck up. Okay. Listen to this dude. This dude on Instagram, he, 
<laughs> this is this is basically you know I, I echo this guy this is how I feel you give an ugly guy a chance he thinks he rules the world Literally, I swear to God listen here you fucking pumpkin I think you forgot to realize that your name is literally Bill your name is Bill also your music is fucking trash that shit is basura I totally forgot who the fuck you are until this video to be honest with you I right right <laughs> so yeah, but that's it. You know, no more with the celebrities telling us what the fuck and do. Just shut the fuck up, okay? And and do what it is that you do. Go out and put out a movie and and just, you know, stay out of my life. It's it's just it's unbelievable. But yeah, so anyway, uh got the Sunday dinner going. Uh, well, not really yet. There's something to make a, a quick one. I'm going to do like a quick little marinara, a little ravioli and sausage. You know, there's something there's something like I love to make meatballs with with my sauce, but there's something about just like like frying up that sausage and all that oil that comes out of it and just dumping that right in the sauce and like the just it it the oh the taste oh just it's it's so much different than having meatballs but anyway speaking of uh italian food uh i think it was like last it was tuesday i think it was last tuesday and i just i i just had a craving for a pizza after work right but I, I didn't really have, <clears throat> excuse me, it didn't really have a great day on Tuesday, like mentally. So I really was not in the mood to deal with that intersection of, of from hell that I tell you guys about. That's like, you know, the connection to every artery in, in Norristown. I just didn't feel like doing it because I wasn't in the mood to be pissed off with all the people cutting in front and waiting on, you know, on the way up and on the way back, you know, 15 minutes while, while people act like this. I just wasn't in the mood for it. But then it dawned on me. The place that I get my pizza from, and I told you guys this before, you know, good food in Norristown is, is very few and very far between, you know, so you got to like stick with your spots. The place I get my pizza from has another location, which is equally as far away from me as um, as the other one was, and it didn't require me to, to take that, that fucked up inter intersection, right? But then again, I started to look about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, there's places with multiple with multiple locations. Like, you ever, you ever see those, like, they say they, they got, like, five locations. And you're like, oh, I love this place. And the person's like, oh, yeah, it's great. But uh, don't go to the one in Quakerton. Don't go to the one in Quakerton. It's so fucked up. They got rats. and they got. So I didn't even want to entertain that. But then I thought, I really want a fucking pizza. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, all right, fuck it. You know, I'll, I'll gamble. I'll roll the dice. And, you know, um. I call them up and they're like, yeah, you know, can pick it up in 20 minutes. I'm like, hey, hey. So now this is a Tuesday night, mind you. I pull up to this place, right? I go into the parking lot and it was mobbed, like mobbed. Like there was almost was no parking. And I'm thinking to myself, it's a Tuesday night. But then again, they th this place has like, an, like a sit down joint. You know what I mean? Like with like, you know, pasta dishes and all that kind of shit. The other one, the other location is just like a, a pickup counter only, you know? So I'm like, all right, yeah, it makes sense. Now, before I walk into this place, let me just tell you guys, all right, listen, it's time to go back to work. I know, I know people are getting paid to sit home and do nothing right now. You know what I mean? But it's time to go back to work. Have you been to like a Chick-fil-A lately? You know, my order is being taken by a, a 10 year old, like no shit, like a 10, 11 year old person is taking my, like, that's a lot of responsibility to put on a kid. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's great that they have more ambition than a 45-year-old sitting on the couch right now get collecting unemployment to stay home, and that's all well and good. But, like, I remember when I was 16, you know, I got my first job, you know, in, in a shoe store. 
and I was like the stock boy. Like the order would come in twice a week, and I'd have to go back and put it away. And like there was a lot of shit that went into it. Believe it or not, like you had to shuffle things around on the shelves to make sure like all the sizes were in order and all the the shoes. It was it was you know it was a big responsibility for a sixteen year old kid. You're you're working in a fast paced food environment at nine. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a recipe for disaster, and it's fucking everything up. Okay, so. I walk into this fucking pizza joint, right? And the, the the dining room was packed. Like, there wasn't an empty table, like, anywhere, right? And I look behind the counter, and there's, like, 15 people working, right? The oldest person was, like, 17. The rest of them were, like, 12, 13, 14. I'm like, this, this can't be real. Like, what? this is unbelievable, you know? So here's where the uh, letting, letting eight-year-old kids working... Here's where that narrative falls apart. I, I walk up and the guy's like, can I help you? Now, this kid's like maybe 14, okay? He's like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I got a pickup for Christian. And he goes, all right. And he looks into his little screen and he goes, what was the name? I said, Christian. He goes, oh. I'm like, here we go. I already knew. I, <laughs> you know, I already knew. My senses were telling me this was not going to be a pleasant transaction. So he goes, what did you order? I said, a large plane. He goes, hmm. Right there. I'm like, when you hear the, hmm, <laughs> obviously you fucked up. Okay. Then he goes, you ready for this? He goes, would it be under Jim by any chance? <sighs> I, why would I call a fucking place and be like, you know what? I feel like being Jim today. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what the fuck difference is it? Why would I do that? You know, I'm like, no, I didn't put on a gym. I put on the Christian. He goes, oh, did you pay for it? I'm like, don't you know how pickup works? I call, you tell me when to come. I get there, I pay for it. You know what I mean? Then he keeps looking into his screen. And I'm like, I'm, I'm furious at this point. And he goes, it was a large plane. Did, did you order onion rings with it by any chance? I'm like, guy, enough with trying to, like enough with the whodunit. Let's, you obviously fucked up. Which, which I don't understand to begin with. Like when I, I worked in, um, I worked in, uh, you know, a hoagie shop, like f- f- my late teens and early twenties. And if somebody came to pick up, like if, if it, if it wasn't ready yet, that's one thing. Cause we were busy. Like we'll have it ready for you in a couple minutes, but like we never flat out lost an order. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, obviously you fucked up at this point. I'm, I'm done. I'm done just going with this exchange. Let's let's get the ball rolling on getting me my fucking pizza. You probably have 11 pizzas back there in an oven right now. The next one you pull out, you give to the guy that's in your fucking face. Right? He goes, okay, I'm going to go talk to the manager. I'm like, you know, know, this this is why I called in to begin with, so I wouldn't have to deal with this bullshit of waiting for something. Anyway, so he goes to the back. Now he brings up the manager, the 17-year-old. And, again, this is why you can't hire people. So he comes up to me and he goes, how you doing? How am I doing? I'm like, this is this. I'm like, guy. He, so he looks into his screen and he goes, um, what is, what's the name on the order? I'm like, here we go. We're going to go through this whole fucking thing again. I'm like, it's Christian. Oh, what did you order? <laughs> A large, plain pizza. That's it. You know? He looks back into his screen and I'm, I, I, I shit you not. Would it be under Jim by any chance? I'm like, I'm like, and I said, no, it's not under Jim. It's under Christian. Let me guess. Are you going to, and I said this to him. 
I said, let me guess. Your next your next move is, did you happen to order onion rings with it? Instead of sitting here and going with this big exchange back and forth, what do you want to do? Get every employee to go through the same questionnaire that you just gave to fucking me? Go back there, all right, and pull a pizza out of that fucking oven, cut it up in a box, and give it to me, or I'm going to come back there and put you in the fucking oven. In the fucking oven, you're going to go ahead first. All this time... That, you know, that we're having this argument, you know, like, like these, these 20 questions, Jim might be coming in for his fucking pizza. Then what are you going to do? Then you're going to have two people pissed off. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, un, it's unbelievable how, you know, like I said, like when, when you're letting children run a business, and I, this is, you know, listen, like I said, I, I think it's great that they have the ambition to, to, to work at seven years old. I think that's great. You know what I mean? But there's a reason why you need working papers for to be a certain age to fucking work. Or, you know, or at least if they want to work, I mean, like a, like a bigger responsibility. Like, you know, like that was, they they ran out of ideas. They had no problem solving skills. You know what I mean? So anyway, I'm waiting in there for another 10 minutes, you know? And I'm pretty sure Jim came in. I might've held a door for him on the way out, you know? But like, that was just like that, that whole thing. Like, stop, like get back to work, people. It's, it's fucking up the food chain. All right. Now, like I said before, I you know I, I don't want to do this every week, but I you know I came across some some funny reels that I that I want to go over, and there's two of them that I that I want to <laughs> that I, I want to go through real quick because did you ever did you ever see like people talking about things, and you know something comes out of their mouth and it's like a that's what she said type of moment, you know, or or just like certain you know sports or whatever it is that involves you know, talk of that, that you can use as an innuendo, you know what I mean? Like say, like say a guy's like, uh, like you're watching golf on TV, you know, and a guy hits it like in a, in a tough spot to like to where he can't make a putt, you know, in a big, in the commentary be like, well, it's going to be a little too hard to get in the hole, you know, like shit like that. Right? <laughs> All right. This one is a, um, it's basically like a, a, a road rage situation where, like a person actually, like I guess, got into an altercation on the road with somebody, and they actually both pulled over. And the guy was furious. The guy that was behind him, he, he gets out of the car and he wants to fight the guy, right? And he walks up to his window. Listen to, <laughs> listen to what he says. This is fucking great. Get out of the truck, little lady. No, I'm good. See, because you know you lose. How do I lose? Because I will beat your fucking dick into the ground all day long. That's kind of gay, isn't it? I will beat your dick. <laughs> I'll beat your dick. <laughs> oh my god, it's freaking hilarious! All right, so now, now the the, the next one that I'm going to be on this subject is uh, Troy Aikman, who's uh, who's who's works with Joe Buck on Fox, and they do you know commentary for football. This this is what I was talking about, like with the golf thing. But this takes it to a whole new level. Listen to Troy Aikman here. This is this is fucking batshit hilarious. Josh Bynes has been coming all night long, but then he pulls out and and it's just hard. It's been a while since he's seen a hole that big. <laughs> I mean, think about that. That was all from one game. That was all from one play. All of that, like everything that he said, was from one play. You know what I mean? Just talk about the sexual innuendos. The next one is is actually somebody that's on my list too. You know the list I was telling you about earlier that you know Billy Eel Eelfish is fucking uh, is now a part of. 
Um, so I went after the Paul brothers before. And to be honest with you, like, I think Logan Paul is less annoying than Jake Paul. Like, Jake Paul, he really fucking freezes my ass. Like, I, I can't stand his anything about that fucking dude, okay? And it's it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous. I mean, that, that Tyron Woodley fight was completely fixed, you know? Um, and, and, you know, what he's doing is, is he's trying to, he's, he's calling out all these big names in the UFC and he's, and he, and, you know, and, and he basically, he's calling out anybody who's had historically good pay-per-view numbers because nobody, nobody's buying your shit no more. Your fights are fixed. You know, you're, you're just an ugly asshole who can't box and thinks he's the best boxer. Like the whole narrative is, it's like the Island boys mentality, you know, like get people to, to, to hate you. That's how you're going to make your money. You know, but he's calling out like Jorge Masvidal, uh, Nate Diaz, you know, Mike Tyson, guys who have big time pay-per-view numbers because he knows he's not a draw. So he got into this altercation now. He's starting to fuck with Dana White and he calls him a fucking cokehead. And I just wanted to play what Dana White said to him. And I, I, I think this is absolutely fantastic. Check this out. Jake, you never responded to the challenge. You publicly stated that I use cocaine. I do not. So I told you, you could randomly cocaine test me for the next 10 years. I believe that you're a cheater, and I believe that you use steroids. So I want to randomly steroid test you for the next two years. And that thing that you came out with today, nobody on earth thinks that you really wrote that. You're too stupid. I think that was well said. And so, you know, like he comes out and says shit about that dude all the time. But it, I mean, this, this, this charade is fucking over. Okay. I, I, I've totally had enough of, of these, of Jake Paul. Like I said, not even Logan Paul. Logan Paul really doesn't even get on my nerves. But Jake Paul, you are, you, I mean, he, he, anyway, I'm just whatever. Fuck him. <laughs> Oh, man. But that's all I got for you guys for this week. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that we, uh, you know, we got the season two kickoff, you know, underway. And I, I can't believe we're even here, um, you know, which is crazy. And, um, you know, it's a shame, again, about Tony getting COVID. But, you know, like I said, I'm not going to I'm not going to announce it anymore. One day you're just going to log in and it's going to be the episode with him. <laughs> you know, so there it is. Um, as always, you need to get a hold of me, crodpodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Facebook, Messenger, or if you have my number, text or call me. Uh, I do want to give a special shout-out, too, to Chuck, uh, my buddy Chuck, for messaging me and letting me know the discrepancy on that episode last week because it would have been bad for everybody to listen and, you know, have a whole entire chunk missed. So, I, you know, good catch by you, and I, I, I appreciate that. Also, want to let you know that the C-Rod podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. And um, I will try to have one out, you know, uh, next week. I want to I want to have more episodes in season two than I did in season one. I had 27 in season one, which I thought was good. But I want to, you know, like I said, uh, get them out more frequently. And as time has gone on, it's been a lot easier for me to kind of generate material, uh, only because as the, the last year went on, I was, you know, I was keeping my eyes wide open for shit. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I've gotten a lot more, you know, a keen sense of doing that now. So hopefully, I can get more out for you guys more on a consistent weekly basis but until then that's uh that's about it and uh this is christian rodriguez telling you to beat your kids and i'll see you next time take care